I have a special guest here that is going to bring us the word. I'm really excited. You know, every time we send the team to um, mission trips, they come back with inheritance. They come back from 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 wherever they were sent, and they they bring it to this house. You believe that, right? So. Who knows? Everybody knows that Bex went to Indonesia by herself to prepare the way and God moved mightily. Like she visited homes and she did deliverance for the first time, right? There without me, yeah. <laughs> and um, just with her eyes seeing miracles and, and we all know that while she was there though, um, her mother went to be with the Lord and but even then, she was strong, you know? And what was really powerful when I heard was all the orphans gathered around her. And they, they just wept with her. And then after a while, Bex was like, whoa, she's never, she's never experienced that. Because each orphan mourned with her as if it was their own mother that passed. So she, you know, she came back and... Um, you know, she got to minister to her family, but now she gets to share that inheritance with this house. You ready? So everybody welcome back. This is fine. Amen. Okay, so are you guys ready for this? Because I was asked at 415 to prepare a word. Amen. But I'm used to this because Pastor Sunny does this to us in the mission field. Like, uh, I've had it um, when we were in Ethiopia. It was while we were in the church, she had said, you're going to preach. So I'd rather have, like, you know, a few hours to prepare than minutes to prepare. But I've actually had a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot. So, there's so much I want to share with you guys about my journey. And God has done so much. I mean, not in, not in the people in Indonesia, but even in my family. But more so in myself. I mean, I felt like... I was the apostle Paul, you know, I was out there and I just really felt like God do different things inside of me. And he pulled a lot of things inside of me. And I was thankful because when you're sent out by yourself, you have no choice, but to depend on God. Yeah. You know, you have, because you look for leaders, but those leaders are looking at you. Yeah. So it's like, these are great, these are great men, um, men of God and women of God that are pastors. They've been pastoring longer than me and they, they're, they're anticipating something great from me. So I was like, God, I need something great. I need something great for these people. And um, they received everything because they knew they believed in the one who sent me, which I know, which is Jesus Christ. Yes, I understand that. But they believed in Pastor Benjamin and PB and Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Sonny because they were the one who sent me. So my words were so easy for them to receive because they had already received their their word years before that. So I was excited. I got did a lot of things. But let's pray. Let's really pray before I uh, get ready to just vomit out all these things. So, Father. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, God, be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Father, I thank you and I bless your name and thank you for a great opportunity. I take it with honor, God. And Father, I just bless your name and Father, may you be glorified in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yes, I went to Indonesia and um, wow, I was kind of like hoping... Um, to make it during this time that we all got to share the Indonesia team spoke, uh, shared a few weeks ago. And I was kind of sad because during that time, uh, my mother had passed and I couldn't be here with the Indonesia team, but I got to use, um, live stream and it was amazing. I, there was a lot of testimonies that I heard, it, um, from a lot of the members that went that I was like, Oh my gosh, 
I, I know those pastors, you know, like, oh my gosh, those were some of those doors were the doors that were offered to me, but because I had to leave, you know, like these are like a lot of things that I was just like, these were like all my previous appointments or like, you know, like schedules that I had already been scheduled to do preach at. And they took it. And I'm like, I, you know, when coming back, I was like, I wonder what happened. I wonder what could have happened if I went to the church. And I heard, now know what happened when all of these guys went to the churches deliverance. Of course, I already believe for that healing. Of course, I already believe for that. But salvation, man, that really, really blew my mind. But more so, like, I heard about the speakers. Like, I heard about, like, I heard uh, Mimi came out and just, I really wanted this, this mission trip with Mimi. I heard she, she got to share with Power, Dre, and a lot of the women, and even a lot of the, the K-boys. Like, they really tore it up. And uh, when I was there, um, man, God did so many things. God did miracles. God did things in me that I didn't even know I had in myself. You know, I had no idea that I was really a storehouse for this. You know, I really, I had no idea, but when I seen people who were hungry, who wanted something out of me, literally a lot, so many things I was, I mean, there were so many things out of pastor Benjamin's sermon, so many things out of pastor, uh, pastor Sonny's sermon, so many things out of this house came out of me, not knowing that it was inside of me because of the hunger of people, their hunger brought stuff out of me. It was their hunger. I mean, these are the things I learned and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to come back with this. These are the things that, you know, like, uh, Aaron, pastor Aaron and pastor Christian, they do, they do these things to our pastors. They're hungry. And when they're hungry, I mean, there are things, revelation that come out of PB and PS that they're like, whoa, that was new stuff, you know, because their hunger draws these things out of it. And I was just amazed of the hunger of the people. I mean, from the first day I went there, uh, the pastor, he came and picked me up and man, he was just, he, he was embracing me. The Indonesia embrace is very up close and personal. You know, I was kind of afraid for his wife because it was a little too intimate, but you know, I received, I mean, that's just their culture. So I received his embrace and I was like, wow, you know, thank you. And he, he already had a, he already had a set plan for me. He had, he had a lot of things and I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute, pastor Sonny only told me that this is what I'm going to do. Like, why are you changing my plans? That was in my head. And he comes to me and he says, we have to go to these houses. We have deliverance. We have to go to this place for a church. You know, we have this and this and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, Pastor Sunny didn't tell me these things. She just told me, she told me to be, pre- be prepared for whatever, but I didn't know it was going to be right when I lay foot off this airplane. They're going to send me to do crazy things. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, oh my gosh, here goes nothing. So, I mean, I just took off right when I, I landed ground and I just said, take me there. And it, he had, I mean, he called, he started texting and he started calling his, his pastors. And he says, I picked up, this is what he said. I picked up pastor Bex and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I waited until he got off the phone and I said, you know, I'm not a pastor, but I am a leader of the house. So, you know, you can go ahead and just, you know, direct me as just a director, a leader. But he kept calling me pastor after that, which I have no idea why. I didn't tell him that. So, I, you know, I didn't want that, that type of, you know, but that's just what they call. I guess that's what they call leaders, you know, that, that come from far, whatever. But I received that. I was like, okay, if you want to call me pastor, go ahead. So he called, we, we went to different places and he, he introduced me as pastor. But it made a lot, of, it made a huge, I knew why he called me pastor. It's because a lot of the people in Indonesia are very status oriented. So I guess at that, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't complain at that time because if some of the male pastors didn't know I was a pastor or, you know, thought they probably wouldn't have received me too much or too well. So I just kind of went with the introduction that pastor Lucas had given me. And I said, who needs healing? 
and they, you know, they walked me to their wife and I said, okay, we're going to declare this healing over her body. And then we're going to go move on to the next. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and nothing happened. And I just shared, you know, you know, my whole purpose of being here and this and that and what I've seen and what I've witnessed. And then, I mean, I was there for like literally two hours, you know, after I prayed the healing, you know, we kind of sat and got to know each other, but I showed them videos from Ethiopia and I did other things. And then minute after they watched the video of Ethiopia, they asked, Pastor Lucas had asked, can you pray again? So I prayed again and I said, okay, you know, like I, I just saw a shift in the room. I just saw something different about this, um, you know, because he had asked me. So I was like, okay, we're going to pray. And I just took that. And I just took that time to just re- it was like, I got super preachy in that prayer. You know, I just said, in the, you know, I just got really preachy, but I mean, it wasn't that I was trying to impress, but I just really felt the Lord just telling me to give it 110% this time. Cause I felt like the first time was just like uh, 90% because I'm, you know, kind of like, this is, this is new. First of all, but second, like I've never done this by myself. So, but this time I was like, I'm going to give this 110% and I'm going to pray my brains out right now. So I prayed and we prayed and we declared and all that. And we had that, the wife stand up and within 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, it took a while. She, we started worshiping and praying it. We just going around and we just praying and but everyone's just speaking tongues and all that. And then boom, within 15 minutes, again, this lady starts walking completely, completely from her sickness. Now her, she didn't really have too much of a sickness. It was more just like her, like something was wrong with her knee and which affected like her whole body. So that's what she was telling. So that's what she had us pray. That's what she had me pray for. But I mean, she believed again, the videos, I mean, her faith was being stirred up just off of that video. You know, that was amazing. This video got me far. This video I took everywhere. Like this was the first time I got out. That was my first day. But after that, I knew I have to show the video to everyone. Because first of all, these pastors don't know me. So some of them, some of them did not know me, but for the ones that did, that did not know me, I showed them. Cause I wanted to show them that, you know, I'm coming, you know, first I'm coming in pastor Benjamin and pastor Sonny's name, but I'm also coming in the name of the Lord. And this is what the Lord is doing. You know, I wanted to tell them that we have a present Lord that works, that walks in power through the people, you know, through the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. And they were so, I mean, I felt so much honor. It was so much honor with, from these people. And it was a lot of great things that I recognized. And again, I preached Wow. Three, three, sometimes five, five times a day. And I preached, I I sat um, in the morning. I did my uh, daily devotions and I preached the messages of the house. I listened to Stuart, you know, what pastor Benjamin preached before I left, which was stewarding the word and all these other stuff. And I just re-preached these messages over and over because, you know, there, this is their inheritance. You know, like I'm coming to give them their inheritance. So it was a pleasure. They received it. I mean, my most amazing moment, I think, was when I, uh, when I taught a pastor's meeting. And I taught them how about, about Usher being an usher and how in Ethiopia, those ushers were no good. Like these uh, the ushers in Ethiopia, when someone was, when one of the kids were out of line, they whipped to them. So I was, you know, kind of explaining like, listen, we're not going to be doing that here in Indonesia. You know, we're going to have more order. Okay. You know, we want to, I kind of want to teach them what I've learned and what I kind of got here from what, uh, from the, the protocol of um, ushering. So it was good to teach them those things cause it was new and it was good to reteach. You know, we, again, you, uh, the year before that, or actually months before that we taught on submission and we taught on honor and we taught on all the same things, but I retaught it again. I didn't mean to reteach it, but I just felt at that moment for these leaders, I got to reteach this thing again. 
And I, and I shared the vision nonstop and the, and God did so many things like, again, this video of, of what, um, what we did in Ethiopia or what God did in Ethiopia really opened doors for so many churches. I went from preaching to one, one small church to preaching at a mega church that had almost 600 people because they spread the word that they seen miracles, signs and wonders in a video. Like that's how crazy it was. Anyways, my whole time there was amazing. I kind of gave you that in a nutshell. Um, what I really want to talk about is honor. I know we talk about that all the time, but I just feel like I want to share that again. Because the Lord opened my eyes to honor so much in um, Indonesia. And um, my whole time there, I was watching Pastor Lucas and um, his wife. And I was watching them talk to their children or talk to the, you know, the orphans or the kids. I'm not gonna call them orphans, but I seen them talk to the kids and they were so gentle and very embraceful to them. But every time they call one of the daughters or one of the sons of the, you know, in the house, the kids respond like this. They don't hesitate. They don't, they don't, they don't complain. They don't do nothing. They respond like within seconds. And there was one child, I'm not going to say a name, but Pastor Joseph's daughter, she, she, she was my favorite. She did something that was a little, you know, uh, it was, a, it was a little upsetting to the pastors. She didn't no, but listen, PJ, she did not respond fast enough to the, to the, um, to the pastors. And that blew my mind. Honestly, that blew my mind. That took me to a whole new level of submission and honor. Cause there are times where we think submission is just listening to them. But I saw submission by listening that fast. I mean, and it was just like, uh, you know, and their voice is so quiet when they call, they call one of the kids. They say, nah, say it's real quiet. And they, they pick that, they go and they grab, they, it's no, they, these kids wait. They wait for the call of their parents. They sit around, there's a kitchen area and they clean, they wait, they, 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 they wait, they use their time wisely. And the minute one of the, well, the, the Ibu, and pastor, one of them called, they, these kids respond like this. And I brought that back. I brought that back um, to my house. You know, I, I, I came back home and the Lord did a lot. Their submission and their honor. I mean, I thought I knew a lot about submission and honor because I was taught it. But they, these kids took me to a whole new level of honor. And you know what? I saw the fruit of it. I saw it, you know, like I seen it, you know, I seen how, how, um, how the, the, the joy level and the love level, it, it, it was just, it was, it was in, increasing from the parents because of their submission and because of their love. So let's, let's just open really quick. It's a very familiar scripture. It's, um, Exodus 20 verse 12. And if you're there, say, amen. amen. Thank you. Just one. Dang. Okay, so I'm just going to read, okay? It's Exodus 20:12. And uh, it says, "Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you." Now that meant that scripture is is something that um I went to when I was there, when I noticed that, when I captured that piece of that moment of honor. And um you know, I I brought that back to my family. And, um, I mean, I, I'm, I had moments when I came back from, um, Indonesia, I, I, I was very broken. 
I didn't know. I, I, my mind was just like, I don't want to be here. You know, I tried to tell Pastor Sunny, please let me stay in Indonesia. You know, I don't want to deal with um, what's happening at home right now. But at the same time, there's, a, there's something inside of me that feels like it should be back. You know, but, you know, I was talking to her and, she, you know, Pastor Sunny pretty much supported, you know, my decision. And at first I was like, Pastor Sunny, I'm going to stay and I want to stay because I'm okay. Because I'm strong. Because I'm Samoan. I'm Polynesian. We, this is how we do. You know, so I'm good. You know, I sounded strong. I mean, I felt strong at that moment. God really gave me the grant me the grace to, you know, to finish this. And I thought in my head I was going to do it. But, you know, when I spoke to my family, you know, they, they kept pushing me to come. And, you know, they were telling me a lot of things about what happened. And I'm just like, okay, you know, let me pray. Because I already told my pastor that I was going to stay. And I already made that decision without telling them. But, um, you know, things changed. Um, I spoke to my dad and he really, he really shifted my whole decision for me to go. So, or for me to come back and, um, my, my relationship with my father is, it's hard to explain because we have a very surface level of, of our relationship is very surface, but inside it's, there's a huge gap. I don't know if you can. That's like the only way I can describe it right now, but that's my relationship with my father. And it's been like that for so many years. That's why my mother was the only, was the one I ran to. She was the one I went to. She was the one, she'd be the one I would dump all my complaints on when my sisters would get on my nerves. Like she would be the one I go to for this. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't go to my father probably because I didn't see, like, I didn't really see that he wasn't really approachable for me. And, um, so, I mean, I'm talking to my dad, and when he tells me to come back, and it was so hard to hear this. You know, he, he was telling me, you know, and I'm going to be very, very, very transparent here with my family because it's just I want to share it because God's going to do something amazing after. Um, he told me if I don't come now, I, sh- I don't need to come for the, to see my mom. To, or I, I, there's no need to come back to see my mom. And I told my dad, I said, listen, I was getting ready to, you know, to tell him off. But I said, listen, and then caught myself. But I said, dad, you know, like. I can't just come there, you know, like it's not easy. One finances is hard. And two, like, will I be able to see my mom? Because the only reason why I wanted to come back early is if I could see my mom's body. And, you know, he told me I could, but I found out later that I couldn't. So I was, again, I, I came with the, with the, with the thought thinking that I'm going to come see my mom or, you know, be able to see her body. You know, by the time I get to California, you know, I talk to my family. They tell me that I can't see my mom. And I was, I was upset. I was mad. Everything in me. I mean, you got to just picture this. All my emotions I'm feeling of my mom, you know, and then the frustration with my dad, you know, and everything that I've harbored in towards my father. It just came right here. Like right here. It didn't come out. It didn't come out of my mouth. But it was at the, my, it was at right here getting ready. And I had to go to God. And I mean, this was, this is what's so amazing. When I closed my eyes and I went to prayer, Indonesia came to me of how those children honored their father. And I was so blessed at that moment. It was, it was so, so crazy because from there on out, when I closed my eyes, everything that my dad had asked, I jumped within a second. I had to push past the pain and push past the hurt. And I had to close my eyes and envision those kids. And I said, if those kids can honor, and, those, and that's not even their biological father, then how much more should I honor my biological father? Let alone God that's being honored by this service. 
So I, so honor came to me and there was so, I mean, it was crazy because culturally, culturally, um, everyone in my household has to give money to in, in the, for this funeral. So all my sisters have jobs except me. So I didn't get to put in my $500 and it was more upsetting to my dad, you know, because he felt like, see, you can't even give into this. I mean, it was, it was, it was the hardest thing that, I mean, the enemy was at, at, at trying to attack so crazy for me. And my dad and my father, he was very intentional. He, he put, he, he made sure he didn't include me in house in meetings when we had meetings for my mom. And I would sit there and I would be in the, cause, cause people are coming to our house and they're bringing gifts and, you know, offerings for the one whole week. And I would sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how can someone be so cold hearted? You know, I'm a daughter too. That's my mom too. How can you be so cold hearted? Like, but th- again, Indonesia came to me and I said, I'm going to clothe him with honor, even though he's treating me like this. And I clothed my dad with honor. I covered him with honor. So many times he had he verbally said so many things, but I clothed him. I said, dad, let me make sure your clothes are ready. Let me make sure I went to his house. I place. I need some tissue. Sorry before snot ends up over here. But I went to a place where I knew I was not invited. I went to a place where I knew I wasn't accepted, but I still went. Even if he rejected me, I knew he wasn't rejecting me. I knew this was the only time that he could see the gospel was through this. If he can see the gospel through me trying this, I'm going to do whatever it can. Even if it causes me rejection. This is how much I want my father to get the gospel. So I did it. I went to his house and I, sh- and I cleaned and I did a floor. I did his room and my sisters were all telling me, what are you doing? Don't do that to your dad. They're telling me, don't do that. And I'm telling them I have to, I have to clothe him with honor. You guys gave him money. The least I can do is give dad honor. I got nothing else to give, but one thing I know I can give, the Lord is telling me give honor. And you know what? It didn't stop from there. I not only clothed my father in honor, but I felt like all my sisters needed that honor. I clothed them with honor too. I wanted everyone. I wanted my whole household. If they didn't want to hear the gospel, I wanted them to see it. I wanted them to grab a hold of this joy. That's in. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was great delight to clothe them with honor. I didn't complain at all. It was not a burden. It was nothing. I went and I scrubbed and it was great delight. And I asked and I went above and beyond. And I said, dad, is there anything else? And I came early in the morning and I said, do you want breakfast done? And I made sure breakfast was done, but also his clothes was done. And then I would go to his room and I would make sure that his bed is done. I want nothing. I want nothing left to where he can say she is at fault for something. I want my dad to look at me like this girl. Definitely God is doing something in her. So I came back and man, those times, the layovers I had in um, Indonesia and Korea, I thank God for those times because those are the times I got to prepare a sermon. And again, like I was very, I was shocked when, when I came back and they gave me the opportunity to preach for my mom's sermon. And um, immediately when they said, when they said, would you like to preach? I said, heck yes, give me that. Because one, I've never preached in front of my mom and I've always wanted to, but she always used her sickness 
sorry. She always used her sickness as a reason to not show up. So I said, give me this platform. And I said that. I, I took authority in my kingdom place and I said, give me that platform because I want to preach. And um, well, this is another amazing thing. And I shared it with Pastor Sonny. And, um, oh, it's okay. Thank you. It was, um, you know, previously a few weeks before my, or a few days before my mom passed, um, her pastor had came to visit her and, um, you know, it was a Saturday cause she passed away on Monday, but it was a Saturday and she was doing good. She was strong and she was talking to my pastor about me. Now I was like inside. I was like, wow, my mom was talking about me. She never talks about me. If she does, it's like she's talking down to me, like, you know, in my face. She's never talked highly about me. I've never heard that from her. So to hear her pastor, like, deliver this, this great, powerful, I mean, the pastor said, I sat with your mom. And she was so happy. You know, I'm glad that the, the, the day that she was strong, I got to speak with her. Because she was just talking about you and how proud she was that you were on this mission field. And she said one thing that at, at that, at that moment, I didn't understand, but now I know why. And I was like, what is it? And he said, your mother said to preach with power when she sees you. Now, you know, both my pastor and I thought that, you know, that I should, pre- you know, maybe she wanted you to preach with power when you go preach at his church. Cause he's invited me to his church a few times. And, um, so he thought that's what it meant. But when she passed, you know, a few days later, and then I came back, she knew, she said, or the, the pastor knew, said, now I know why your mom said that. Because your mom wants me to tell you that she wants you to preach with power at her service. So that blew me away. I cried. I dropped. I dropped to the floor in front of the pastors. And I said, she said that? Really? Like, I've never heard her say anything. But for her to see that, it melted my heart. But you know what I did? I took those words, and I did not let those words fall to the floor. I went back to my closet with the word that the Lord had given me on my, in my layovers in Malaysia. And I began to just say, I'm going to preach with power. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, again, I learned so much. Because this whole trip allowed me to, to you know, to, to know that any time a word comes from your parents, whether it's your spiritual or your real, you know, parents, never should their words fall to the floor. Never. Because this is what happened when the, when I didn't, because I did not allow her words to, to fall to the floor. I preached that day at my mom's service, which, um, uh, Wednesday. I preached like I've, I mean, I even felt that I preached like I preached like I've never preached before. And I preached in front of 12 pastors and I preached in front of a packed out congregation. And I said, listen, I know we're, I'm I'm given a limited amount of time and culturally we want to hurry up this, you know, we want to hurry up this service and go. But I, one thing I ask is for time because it was one thing I want to do is I want to preach with power want to finish i told them that and they gave the pastors they were okay with that and i'm like okay lord i have to do this now they all know you know i have to do this so i preach and i preached about everything i had i mean everything that i knew about you know just about on i preached about honesty i preached about everything and this was so new to these pastors this was so new to them that every almost 
almost about half, at least, well, at least I got seven invitations from the pastors for me to come to preach at their church and preach those same things. Those, that's what God, and that was our inheritance I gave to them for free. I didn't get a love offering on that one. I gave them that one for free. And it was new. It blew their mind. It blew, I mean, I, people were standing there. It was new to their ear. And I was just, you know, I'm honestly, if, the, if my mom had not said that, I don't know if I was been, would have been able to preach with power. But all I kept thinking in my mind was my mom said, preach with power. So I'm going to preach with power. Whether it's going to make me look ridiculous or not, I'm going to preach with power. So I, I declared the word of God. And I believe that this word that, that's coming from the Bible is true. So that's what made them believe it. I mean, faith was being stirred up even in here. And I wasn't even expecting that. And not only that, this was the most amazing thing is that my dad throughout the whole time at the funeral felt dishonored. He felt like he wasn't being honored because, um, we did not know that they were going to have that. We, that we, my mother, my mother was going to have a closed casket. That wasn't supposed to happen on the day of the service, but my dad made that decision with with another man. He's like a chief in our, in our village. It's a long story. I don't want to explain it, but he's a chief. He's a chief in our village. And basically the chief is like the shot caller. He, he, he has say, he has his say is more important than ev- than everyone in the household. So he comes and he pretty much orchestrates his whole funeral. Even, I mean, without the children, without our parents. And the chief told my dad, shut the casket. It's, it's dishonoring to your mother. It's all that. And I'm just like, Oh no, not now. I mean, drama almost popped out in my sisters. They were like, who the heck is this man coming here and doing this? And, you know, my dad is feeling disrespected because my, my dad has so much respect for the chief. And, my, you know, my dad is listening to my sister's disrespect. And it's, 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 it's getting loud to where people in the whole congregation is starting to recognize some disrespect going on. And it was, it, it was like. I really felt at that moment that the enemy was trying to, you know, after I just finished clothing my dad in honor. It was just like trying to clothe him with shame again because he was ashamed. He was ashamed of his daughters, you know, and it was just two of them. But we all we all fell down with that. You know, these two, if it's two or one, we all go down with them. So that's sad, you know, because I'm just like, what? You know, but. You know, the, you know, my dad felt dishonored. He didn't, he, he just said, no, no, don't listen to them. And my sisters were disrespecting and it was just crazy. But during my sermon, I mean, and this wasn't even, this wasn't even something that I planned, but I just felt the Holy Spirit just tell me, honor your father publicly. So I took the last few minutes of my sermon to tell my dad and declare it and really just clothe him with the truth. And I spoke that truth over him and I clothed him. And I said, dad, you know, you know, you are, you have the authority. You are the head of the household. We, you know, we, I had to give him his place that was, that my sisters had, you know, taken him off of. He felt, you know, he felt that, that he was taken off of that place. And I mean, the minute, I mean, I've never seen my dad cry, but when I took that and when God, the Lord told me to share that with him and I shared that he broke. I've never, ever seen that moment. It was, it was, it was so crazy because these are the things where I was like, man, Lord, he does have a heart. You know, I've never seen my dad cry. I've never seen intimacy with my father. 
you know, when I graduated Bible college, he wasn't there and I wanted him so much to be there. The, all the important days I wanted my father there, but this moment I was like, it washed away everything. And it was all because I clothed him with honor. And it's amazing. It's amazing how far honor can take you. Even till now, it's amazing how honor can take you. One of one of my family, my uncles, and um, from Hawaii and Samoa, and even Australia, New Zealand, they all came down. And one of the things they recognized out of me was the quickness of how I how I respond to anybody who calls me. They saw that. They they noticed that. And they were like this truly, you know, they saw God. They, they made time to listen to my testimony through that. And they were like, you know, they, the first they appreciated my service and how, you know, my love for family lane, they, because of what they seen. And then they were like, so tell us what you do. And so tell us about this. So, you know, they were open to the gospel. And what's amazing is that after that, after that time of just them seeing this, my uncle from Australia tells me he wants me to be the speaker for the um for the family reunion in New Zealand December all because they saw honor being shown I mean it's just more I mean big honor has done a lot for me this time and um I share that I mean I know we talk about honor all the time I know that our pastors you know shared shares honor that's like her heart you know and pastor Benjamin's heart is honor but I'm telling you now like I've seen the fruit of honor and I really want to give you guys that because it honor can take you so far. And it, it, the Bible talks about it gives you life, a, a long life in the land that the Lord has give, gives you. And, you know, when I thought about that, I was like, in the land that the Lord gives you. And when I looked up land, it talks about nation or your inheritance. And then I said, wow, it gives you long life in the place where, you, where your inheritance is at. And that's here. It's going to give me long life in this place in my inheritance. That's what it spoke about. Your inheritance is going to remain in you very long through your honor. Through your honor, through your parents, through your honor, through your father. Anybody. I mean, I, I mean I, it, wasn't a, it, it wasn't just a parent or mom that I honored. It was every person low and high from, I mean, from, a, from my younger sister to a high pastor. I gave them the same honor that I would give a pastor to a little girl. It did not change. That's the importance of honoring and, and, and the taking delight in the honor. That was the one thing. I took delight in scrubbing the floors for my father. Despite of what he was telling, despite of him already, you know, not including me in a lot of things, I said, no, no, no. You know, I didn't even say nothing. Just in my heart, I said, I want to honor you. You know, it made me just like understand that Jesus at that moment when they were trying to attack him and they were trying to clothe him with lies and things that for him to try to identify what he just silenced and he just, he just honored the father by that. And I, again, church, that's what I want to leave you guys with that, with honor. I I feel like honor again, but I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share that. And it's been a blessing to me the whole trip. I mean. I really felt like, dang, the Lord, you brought me here not to preach. I mean, I know to preach, to teach, to do deliverance, but it was really to capture that moment yeah. with the kids, yeah. like responding like that. Yeah, that's, good. that's what the Lord, that's what I highlighted in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's in my memory palace right here. I mean, that's what I remember out of everything is like, that's it. You wanted me for this because I brought it back to release it to everyone. Amen. 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 So let's pray. So, Father, we thank you. And tonight, God, we say that you will be honored. 
that we are going to put you in that place, God, where you are honored, Father. And Lord, we just want to give you everything right now. We want to see past all the pain and all the hurt and say that we still will honor you, God. We say, Lord God, that even prayers that have been answered, we still are going to honor you, God. We say that even healing that has not been uh, healed yet, Father, we still will honor you, God. Father, even things that have not changed in our life, God, we say that we still will honor you, God. Father, honor belongs to you, and we will give it to you, God. Tonight, we we just release honor, God, in this place, God. Open our eyes to honor, God. Father, release a new view of honor, God. Father, we just want to receive it right now, God. we say blessings to you, God, for everything you've done, God. We receive our inheritance, God, and we say that we will walk with power and authority in this, in this, in this, this thing called honor, Father. Father, we bless your name, God. Open our hearts, God. Open our minds. And Father, let us activate the honor within ourselves. Let us take it to our homes. Let us take, let us apply it to our leaders in the house. Let us apply it to the members of the house. Even apply it to the non-members, God. We are going to apply it to every being. And Father, we say that they will be honored. Because we honor you through honoring them. So Father, we just thank you. I bless you, God. And I thank you for this opportunity, God. And Father, I just want to say it was a pleasure speaking in your behalf. And Father, I just bless your name. It's in your mighty, matchless name I say all this. Amen. You know, I want to do this. I want all the uh, children and youth and young, if you have, I want you to come forward. I want, we want to clothe you with power to honor your parents. Come on, come on. Youth, children, young, young adults, come on. Even young adults, come on. Because a lot of times, what Bex shared, when, when our parents are not loving us the way we need to be loved, when they clothe us with rejection and saying, you know what we want to do? We want to run away from them, and we want to clothe them with shame. You hear me? But Bex gave us an example that even when they're not doing so well, through the gospel, through the power of the gospel, when we clothe our parents, your mother, your father, with honor, that honor is going to take you somewhere far beyond than you could imagine. So this is what I want you to do. Taylor, come. You're, you're, you're a daughter too. Come on, Taylor. Hmm? And I want the rest of you to stand up. And I want you to receive it too. I want Bex to lay her hands on the sons and daughters. And the rest of you, I want you to open your hands. And I want you to receive honor. The honor is a gift that God's given you and I. You hear me? That, that I, I would do whatever it takes for me to honor my parents and to honor my spiritual father. And so all of you, rest of you, I want you to just receive as Bex is praying, laying her hands and praying for these sons and daughters. I want you to receive also the ability, the, 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 the weapon of honor to honor your leaders, to honor 
your parents to honor your pastors. Amen. So, Bex, go ahead. Father, as we receive this prayer, God, as we receive the gift of honor right now, Lord, Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you will heal our hearts. God, so many of us, God, our hearts are wounded, are wounded because the lack of love that we may have received because of the shame and rejection and maybe even abandonment that we received God from the people that are supposed to love us and to cover us Lord so right now Lord we ask in Jesus name that you would heal our hearts right now Lord heal us and empower us empower us to honor that we would God be intentional about clothing one another with honor God even now Lord will you clothe every son every daughter God the young ones in the front to the old ones in the back will you clothe every one of us God with the honor of Jesus Christ Lord
Father, we clothe you with honor that you deserve. Will you equip us and empower us to clothe you with honor by honoring those that you put in our lives, Lord. Just like Bex, with all of her strength, Lord, determined, even when she was rejected, even when she was ashamed and judged, because she just closed her eyes and imagined those kids in Indonesia. And she determined to clothe her father with honor. Father, will you empower us with that ability to clothe one another with honor? Father, right now in your presence, we receive healing. Healing in our hearts. That so many of us, we've been so disappointed so hurt, so broken by our own moms and dads. But Lord, right now in your presence, we we receive your healing. We receive your spirit. And we say, Lord, we will clothe you with honor by clothing our parents, by clothing one another with honor. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for empowerment. We thank you that you've equipped every one of us, God, with this weapon of honor. Father, we will not allow this word to fall to the ground, but we will steward it. And we will, God, we will steward it by clothing one another with honor, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you.